0: Hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet and it is our 77th episode, Matt.
1: Number 77,
0: Jesus. It's a good number if you put another 7 in front of there, you know we'd win at the slot machines. (laughs) Then maybe get a couple smiley faces and some cherries in there. Yeah,
1: here we only get a couple of bucks.
0: Damn it, come on, big money, big money, big... actually I, I can't complain ever since we've moved to video people have been watching more of the show watching it longer and the stats have actually been up on that one so thank you everyone that's much appreciated
1: yes thank you for your support
0: yes you're making the move to video all worthwhile and yes before you ask i do plan on wearing this hat for the rest of the episode it's uh it's a star wars hat is the thing in case you were wondering
1: i have i I have a, a, a beanie exactly like that. It's a Kylo Ren one, and you can you can like pull it down, and it and it like makes you it turns into like a balaclava of his mask.
0: Nice. This is reversible too. It's got like the rebels on one side and the empire on the other. All right. I was just. So you t-
1: you're going first order today.
0: Going first order, as I was telling Matt before we started, I'm doing it to cover up for a terrible bad hair day that I'm suffering with. I got a very expensive <laughs> fade but just refused to put gel in it or take care of it at all. So I'm like, fuck it, just putting it under the hat. <laughs> it, it was not a winter haircut, as I now understand, which, you know, you got to take care of it. Not n- not a hat haircut, not at all.
1: <laughs>
0: now, it's funny, Matt, we complained last week that we didn't have enough news to talk about, so we did a fan Q&A. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the you know whatever forces govern the universe and balance the cosmic scales hurt us because we have a goddamn embarrassment of news this week.
1: It there's it's too much, too much.
0: It's almost too much. Like here's the thing: like, uh, like we'll, we'll look at the time and we'll try and get to what we read this week because I know people like that segment <laughs> of the show. If we maybe only do one or two books, we might end up having to do that because there is so much to cover this week from across everything. Yep. I'm talking comics. I'm talking movies. And I said an embarrassment of topics. I mean that because a couple of these topics are pretty goddamn embarrassing,
1: yeah, yeah, cause some of them are pretty terrible.
0: It was that kind of week in that kind of <laughs> month, and that kind of year on this kind of planet Earth, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know let's let, 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 let's not even grandstand anymore let's let's just fucking hop on into this one. How about that?
1: That sounds good.
0: So perhaps the biggest piece of news, this technically hit last week, but because we record the show Sunday night, we didn't know about it until the next day. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, one of the architects of Marvel Comics for many, many years, from, you know, the, uh, what is it, Secret Invasion, to uh, all this other stuff, to one of the greatest Daredevil runs of all time, to Jessica Jones, to currently writing The Defenders and the creating Miles Morales in the Ultimate Universe he's leaving marvel for the first time in many years and he has already signed an exclusive contract with dc this
1: this came out of nowhere yeah it did well when i first saw i'm thinking ah someone's fucking with someone this this is all this is all big joke he wouldn't fucking do that he's got like 25 books on the go at the moment but no it's real and holy shit this is one of those yeah
0: this is one of those hell froze over moments it is it is much like you, I read that when I woke up, and I'm like, stop lying, internet stuff. I'm not clicking that. Stop fucking ro- Oh, God, it's real. <laughs> uh, again, this is the sort of topsy-turvy, crazy world we're in. Astros win the World Series, and Bendis is going to be writing for <laughs> DC now.
1: <laughs> he he's not the only one as well because apparently they, there's rumors that jonathan hickman might be going over to dc very soon
0: yeah there's talk that they've been courting him apparently they've been courting bendis for a while too so like the writing was on the wall on this one which blows me away because like you said matt he writes like 25 goddamn books for marvel
1: yeah, yeah, he, he's not someone who just sits around. He's He's got his fingers in many different pies.
0: He does. Well, you know, here's the thing. You say he writes 25 books. He also writes 25 books months in advance is the thing.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he probably has, like, the next year of stories built up for Marvel so he, he can just leave then, I guess.
0: Because, like, what we're reading right now for Defenders, what we're reading in Spider-Man and Jessica Jones probably going to be his last stuff for them for a long time and probably will end maybe not soon but sooner than we think
1: Wow, and it, some of the stories are pretty pretty great. It's got Love obviously the, the return of, the return of Tony Stark stuff, coming, So that 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 would be like his final thing for for Marvel, and that that's a pretty good final thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the guy who got me back reading Iron Man. He was the guy who, of course, you know, uh, brought Riri into the equation to much acclaim or much anger, depending on where you stood in that one. Personally, I was neither here nor there. I just enjoyed reading the story, but uh, yeah. It's it's crazy and it's funny that too his run on Iron Man coming to an end sooner rather than later kind of confirms like a weird Reddit rumor that we saw there where it's like oh yeah his run was always meant to be short in Marvel legacy Wade is actually going to be coming on and Doctor Doom is going to become the new villain.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. If
0: true, that's cool and if true goddamn it Reddit was right. <laughs> <laughs> i hate to give them credit but when they're right they're fucking right <laughs>
1: uh, it's like 60 percent of the time
0: uh, broken clock is right twice a day but yeah that's nuts and again it like leads to so many questions of like who's gonna pick up the books he drops who is what's he gonna write when he gets to dc yeah
1: well uh, he's been posting like all his like required reading for dc and it's just like stacks and stacks of pretty much all like the big books mm-hmm. that you usually see people write there's some really like interesting ones in there like he's reading a lot of manhunter uh and he's uh, a lot of
0: green arrow at the moment
1: yeah a lot of uh jla jsa sort of stuff that yeah so he
0: would be a i don't know really... what he would
1: i i keep saying i keep saying he should write justice league
0: mm, do for justice league what he did for avengers back in disassembled never yeah. have they needed that more than they do now because, like, Definitely. Justice League has been pretty unreadable for a long time now.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, since Brian Hitch. The, the last couple issues have been all right, but they've been, like, tie-ins or, like, one-offs from writers. And I'm interested to see what um Christopher Priest is going to do with it.
0: Same here, although now I'm thinking if they have Bendis, maybe Christopher Priest's run will be a short run.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that – if he does do a Justice League book, maybe that that's, like, the thing, like – priest comes in and does like a five or six issue run and then bendis starts or something
0: you know he's also one of those like high profile creators with such a huge name cachet they could just make a book for him and be like okay yeah it's bendis's justice league now or it's batman by bendis now it's just a new book that he gets to play with on his own
1: batman by bendis would be pretty cool
0: from again from a guy who did one of the greatest daredevil runs of all time imagine his down and dirty street level batman
1: oh man that'd be so good
0: How imagine his interpersonal chatty justice league and clearly the dude has a love for the past and you mentioned all the jsa he was reading we were promised a jsa book that never happened i would be very yeah. all right with Ben bendis tackling jsa
1: definitely definitely
0: uh, hell, he's shown that you know he knows young kids and everything because he's a father right now, and I think he draws a lot of inspiration from that when he created Miles and created Riri. Uh, put him on Blue Beetle or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, we'll probably be talking about it a little later on the show, but they they move that new imprint back a little bit, so maybe he could be writing stuff there because it's new young heroes. Absolutely. could be writing something like that
0: he totally could he would be the perfect fit for that and in fact you know that's another rumor that was kind of persisting where it's like but why would he leave marvel he's been a dyed-in-the-wool marvel guy forever and ever uh a bunch of people have been kicking around the rumor and my buddy sal especially turned me on to this one this idea where it's like he's been at the company for so long but has never been offered the editor position as far as we know yep and maybe that's a thing where it's like, you know, I'm X amount of years old now. If I'm not moving up in this company after all the hard work, maybe I should go elsewhere. And hey, DC launching a lot of brand new imprints. They're going to need new editors on those.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could definitely see that being a reason. Maybe that, that could probably have been the thing that that like got him to go over. They offered him a editor position somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, which is kind of funny, because, of course, what do we constantly rag on uh, Bendis about, even as much as we love him and respect his work? <laughs> it's like, goddammit, the man does not respect other people's canons.
1: No, no, he doesn't.
0: <laughs> he does his own shit, everyone else be damned. I wonder, are they going to let him get away with that at DC, especially when Editorial seems to be running a very, very tight ship on continuity at the moment?
1: Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I was talking with some people about this, and um, DC have been doing a lot of like mini series and like Elseworlds stuff at the moment. Yes. So, they could possibly make him do some of them as well, or right. like something outside of like the normal where it doesn't really affect the actual canon. of DC like a, yeah. like a Wildstorm book or one of these new Dark Universe books.
0: And if his name is on it, it will sell just by the merit of being Bendis, because again, love or hate Bendis in the last couple years, I did not like Civil War 2, but Civil War 2 sold, and a lot of that was because his name was on it.
1: Yep, and it will sell now as well because it's Bendis at DC, no one's ever seen that before.
0: It, again, it's like it's a whole new crazy thing. I mean, you know, the sky is the limit for this one. I mean, we talked about what he could be writing at DC. Let's let's talk about something no one is talking about right now. Uh, potential replacements for the books he's writing right now at Marvel. Because, like, I like Defenders and want to see Defenders continue. Who, who would you put on that? Ooh,
1: um, I think I Rosenberg
0: know. would make sense because there's a strong yeah. Kingpin presence in yep. the defenders book and rosenberg wrote the really great really underrated but uh critically praised kingpin book i think he would be a good fit
1: yeah that that'd be a pretty good fit i'd i i do not know who i'd want him want to do iron man obviously there's that rumor obviously mark wade might be coming in um and I, I don't i don't know he, he's writing a lot of books that that only really he could write true, that, that well
0: yeah, or that he has a personal stake. And, uh, yeah. For, uh, again, another one for defenders, I could easily see them put Charles Souls on it because it's like, hey, you're already yeah. writing Daredevil. Let's bring these Netflix things closer together. Let's give you both because you're not really writing The Inhumans now or anything like that. You're freed up for it. Uh, Miles is an interesting case because Miles has been been Bendis' baby from day one. He's basically yeah. been another child to him. He hasn't let anyone really have him or take the reins, which has been both a good thing and also kind of a detriment to Miles in the last little bit I've noticed where it's like everyone's afraid to do too much with him lest they get on Bendis's nerves.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, well, like, maybe since he's leaving, maybe they'll be able to do some something a little bit more daring with the character, and maybe we might even see him, like, regain some more popularity.
0: Or, moment. Well, I mean, I think he's always been popular. He's got an animated movie coming yeah, out. Yeah. He's got a big spot in that video game, but it's like, it, it's like there's not as much buzz around him or as huge yeah, yeah. as there was. Uh, again, going back to that Reddit rumor that may or may not be correct, although a lot of things are becoming true at the moment— Uh, there was talk about David F. Walker, who's doing the wonderful and also criminally underrated Luke Cage book at the moment. Uh, apparently there's a lot of talk that he had some pitches for Miles, actually.
1: Okay, then. That'd that'd be pretty cool.
0: I'm very much okay with that. I, I love Walker. Again, I told the story before I got to talk to Walker at Seattle Comic Con. Nicest man you've ever met. He talked to me for, like, five, ten minutes, even though he didn't have to
1: yeah that that's nice
0: sweet sweet dude i think he would do really well with miles and i think a lot of people are agreed with that and like i just i just want him on a book that doesn't get canceled honestly <laughs> occupy avengers man this is totally my jam canceled power man and iron fist <laughs> oh this is my jam canceled luke cage this is awesome and no one is reading it and it's gonna be canceled <laughs> <laughs> please put david walker on something man dude david F. walker worked for dc 2 he wrote the original new 52 cyborg book <laughs> the man can't catch a break please put him on something that people will buy
1: it, it's also interesting as well and i haven't seen anyone talk about this is obviously bendis has been kind of integral in basically the fantastic four starting to come back
0: yeah he's the only one who's really been writing about it
1: yeah so like with him gone now does that put that in jeopardy
0: i don't know he seemed like a the only one who was really interested in it and b the only person who had enough like you know hand and enough clout to be like yeah i mentioned the fantastic four i'll put it in what the fuck are you gonna do fire me
1: yeah yeah exactly so like with him gone is that all suddenly just gonna change now and i I hope not because i really want to read that marvel 2 and one
0: me too is that i guess it all falls on chip zadarsky now doesn't it for marvel 2 and one one and what he's gonna do yeah so more eyes on that book definitely but yeah i mean just wow ben just a dc if you told me that like just a week ago, I'd be like, "You're out of your goddamn mind." That will never happen.
1: I know it's it's so crazy, absolutely insane.
0: I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when the talks were going on for this. I like to imagine that you know, like DC editorial, they set up like a box or something with like a little stick on it, and they <laughs> let a thing of Reese's pieces, and Bendis is like, "Ooh, what's going on over here? Ah, we got him." <laughs> <a." laughs> And at Marvel, Axel Alonzo and Brevelroot are just like a oh, freaking. Who left the cage door open? What the hell, guys?
1: <laughs> yeah, why isn't Bendis at work today? <laughs>
0: this, this is how we lost Lemire. This is how we've lost everybody. <laughs> you leave the door closed, damn it! Because, because that's obviously how comic books work and how hiring writers work. You set up elaborate <laughs> traps for them in New York and LA, and then they get trapped. <laughs> It's it's another thing about Bendis that I don't think he ever gets credit for, and it's something, I, I think it was Jason Aaron brought up on Twitter, where he's like, oh, I'm gonna miss sitting across from him at the Marvel story retreats, and I'm like, oh yeah, even stuff Bendis didn't write, like, he's always been an idea man, and I can only imagine sitting mm. down with him at a Marvel retreat, the dude probably fires off like a hundred ideas
1: yeah yeah he he was so ingrained in marvel like mm. for a number of years so to have him leave it's it's like there's this just spot that's just open and nothing there now
0: it's it's a bender shaped hole <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a big bender shaped hole in the wall
0: it's also one of those things too where it's like god damn who are marvel superstar writers anymore slot yeah Aaron, and that's it
1: yeah, the, the, everyone's, like, either left or gone to Marvel, gone to, like, indie stuff like Jonathan Hickman has. Yeah, they, they're kind of losing everything there.
0: They're losing their superstars. and they get Like, it's to such a point where it's like, no, you, you guys got to, like, you guys have a fallback plan, right? Like, I know, you're as we mentioned in another episode, they're getting the young, interesting talent, you know, like, uh, Saladin Adid or, uh, what is it, again, Matthew Rosenberg, uh... Co. It's like, okay, you've got the young writers and everything, and they're interesting, and they've got good ideas, and they're taking stuff into new directions, but I hate to say they're not going to sell books just by having their names. Like, even Bendis' shitty book sold because his name was on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see who they get to replace him in that respect.
0: Yeah, I I worry about you, Marvel, Jesus. <laughs> i really do like i don't want to be what like i've never tried to be one of those doom and gloom guys like oh you know marvel oh they're in trouble you know oh marvel you know it's really rough for them right now but i'm like it is getting kind of rough now like bendis that's a blow i actually believe in like that's not hyperbole that's yeah. actually something
1: it is it is
0: that's actually something i i'm dying to see how they rebound from this one yeah. Jeez. But uh yeah, move it moving on from the world of crazy shakeups in the world of comics to the crazy shakeups in the world of comic book movies potentially. Another story that broke uh early last week is apparently Disney had attempted to buy Fox Studios and their assets, which of course includes the superhero assets too. This deal, after everyone freaked out about it, we find out no no no, the deal stalled and it didn't go through. But we were this close to Disney owning Fox and everything Fox owned.
1: I'm kind of glad it didn't go through. As much as I want to see, you know, the Fantastic Four and the MCU and everything, then buying it would mean they have kind of like a monopoly and it would just become all Disney stuff. There's no, I guess, variety.
0: Well, it's like it's not even just that. It's like everyone on my Twitter feed is like, yeah, Fantastic Four back. Yeah, X-Men back. And I'm like, yeah that's great, I'd like the toys back in my box too, but they're not doing this deal for that. They want to own no. Fox's News and Sports yep. and everything else, which I'm not personally a fan of, but hey, this is a creepy Monopoly thing, everybody. Like, yeah, uh, you know, Avengers 5 uh, versus Galactus starring Wolverine would probably be dope as hell, but I don't like the idea of the mouse running everything I watch and read and everything
1: yeah yeah it it's it, it sounds good but yeah it's not really that good when you actually think about it like
0: the real world for cups uh per, yeah the real world things that it would do not so great which it actually apparently that was one of the big reasons why the deal didn't go through is that if they were to do this it would legitimately break a bunch of monopoly laws
1: yeah yeah because they they own like way way too much stuff
0: already yeah even on youtube disney even owns some of your favorite youtube people as well <laughs> not us we're not with maker but if maker wants to make yeah. me a good deal <laughs> actually my my uh, my contract with my guys was up like a couple weeks ago and i should have negotiated but i forgot to <laughs>
1: He <laughs> forgot to ask for more money i
0: forgot to ask it was the sixth and i had set up a thing and i'm like okay so i'll talk to you on the sixth Right, i've been with you for a couple years and everything and yeah i was gonna ask for more money then i look at the calendar and I'm like, oh fuck it's the 11th shit
1: <laughs> joe you're a terrible businessman i am a
0: terrible well here's i
1: forgot the... about that deal god damn it god damn...
0: <laughs> well here's the thing they, they, they got me real young man they got me off that bus in LA and they're like hey man sign this contract it's only a year little did I know yeah it's only a year but if you don't say anything they roll it over to the next year and to the next year <laughs> so hey let that be a lesson to all you young enterprising youtubers out there pay attention to that shit <laughs> yeah
1: read contracts <laughs>
0: yeah read con- see I read it but I forgot yeah <laughs> It's all filled with comic stuff, but yeah, the the Disney-Fox thing would have been huge, not just for the comic book thing that everyone was excited for and the potential movies and universes we could have gotten, but it also could have, like, changed the entertainment landscape as we know it.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Also, for as much as I like Disney and I like their work with the Marvel superheroes and I like their stuff with Star Wars, e- even they're starting to do kind of some creepy shit, like, I'm sure you heard the thing I heard via Red Letter Media... That for the new star wars movie they're ostensibly trying to bully certain key theaters and be like no if you want star wars and you're gonna want star wars because it's the biggest goddamn thing you gotta keep it for x number of weeks and you can't play another movie
1: yeah and they were taking like 65 percent of of the earnings that uh, it is pretty bad but it's not as bad uh, i think like when episode one came out george wanted like 95 percent of the take right. so that that's like that's that's awful but yeah it's pretty awful that they they want 65% and i think if if like you don't show up for the amount of weeks you get like a another 5% added on every other something week or like something
0: that.
1: yeah it's some awful awful thing
0: and again love star wars love disney don't like screwing small business owners yeah yeah especially the theater industry which God bless you if you're still in that industry because it's got to fucking suck in 2017 when you got to compete with Netflix and streaming and Hulu and video games and hardcore pornography and everything else (laughs) that's just at the touch of my finger that I can call up on my phone right now if I want.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're not going to be around for very much long, I don't think.
0: No, no, like, uh, as we've said many times before, we will probably see the death of the movie theater in our lifetime, everyone who's a 20-something.
1: Yeah, and that sucks, because I enjoy going to the movies. Me
0: too, it's a wonderful experience when it's nice, and, you know, hey, big uh, shout-outs like, all those theaters in Austin and Seattle and all these other cool theaters that are trying to, like, change the experience and be like, okay, you can see a movie you pay a little extra and we got like super comfortable chairs that go back and you can get booze and like actual hot food and stuff and everything and like trying to make it like a dinner and a movie experience that's the future
1: yeah our cinemas here do that as well and it you you, you can see the change in it as well because you get more you see more people at the cinema when you go whereas before you never really saw anyone you saw like one other person
0: yeah And by making it a nicer, fancier, more upscale thing where I pay a little bit more, hopefully it'll dissuade, you know, asshole loud talkers in theaters as well. (laughs) Like the one you had when you saw Thor? That motherfucker. There were two (laughs) of them. Again, for people who didn't read my tweet, I had my first shushing experience with some loud talkers behind me and these guys were like if you looked at movie theater loud talker in a dictionary you would see a picture of these two guys they roll in super late for one talking loud all the way down talking loud to about to sit down i'm like please don't sit behind me please don't sit oh fuck you've sat behind me so now it's my problem (laughs) like they talk all the way through the credits which is fine I don't think you should talk through the credits for the people who do want to listen to them, but I will. I will accept you talking through the through the opening, like you know, commercials and everything. But then, like, as soon as the movie started, as soon as we're into it, they were still talking. They were talking about the douchiest thing too. They're like, "Yeah, man, you see that McGregor fight, man? Yeah, you know, check out my uh, <laughs> my, my MMA fan page on Facebook." And I'm like, "You, you dumb motherfucker!" And because it's Canada too, they were talking about George St. Pierre, who ironically was also in a Marvel movie, hilariously. He's been. I think he was in Kick-Ass, too, so he's actually been in a couple superhero movies. But it's at that point I turned around to them and I said, Hey, you're not in your living room. Shut the hell up. And they did. Like, I never thought I was intimidating to shut them up, but I guess they looked at me and they're like, wow, that pasty nerd is really serious about this.
1: <laughs> you made them reevaluate their whole life. <laughs>
0: it really, in that one minute where it's like, look, I'm fucking doing this for a review, man. If I don't know what's happening with Thor and I don't catch all the <laughs> subtle Taiko Wachichi jokes, I'm going to stomp your fucking ass. now that would have been something to make the small town newspaper and it would have because i live in that small a town paunchy nerd beats up two mma dicks (laughs) in movie theater (laughs) i'm sitting there in the police station in the drunk tank hey what'd you do i beat up two guys at thor for talking (laughs) and the drunks and the heroin addicts yeah they had it coming man (laughs)
1: Oh, don't mess with him he'll beat you up
0: i hate movie talkers man i swear i just go to the theater and i want to shoot up and there's guys talking behind me it's the worst (laughs) uh but yeah so that's that disney thing and what's interesting is just because the deal is dead now as far as we know doesn't mean it can't be resurrected though as deals often are
1: yeah well people have said like yeah the deal the talks are dead but like the deal is still like on the table like they could at any moment decide like oh we'll we'll renegotiate
0: and just because monopoly laws are stopping disney from doing it now disney gets the laws changed all the time everybody like Mm -hmm. mickey mouse should have been in the public domain decades ago but they lobbied congress and they got it extended and they will continue to get it extended disney does not care for your puny human laws <laughs> for we are the house of the mouse and we uh, have human powers.
1: laws do not apply anymore it's only the <laughs> laws of the source
0: <laughs> exactly the laws <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah they they might get that shit changed or they'll buy just enough that it doesn't count as a monopoly but they'll do it <laughs> which man that's gonna be something that is going to be something it's man it was so much easier with sony and spider-man just some shitty people sending shitty emails getting caught and being forced to make a deal
1: yeah yeah and I then was... people learned from that why did I have to, why did people have to learn from that
0: i know why do people <laughs> have to learn from their mistake why why couldn't this be easy why couldn't we have gotten the fantastic four and the x-men back the easy way <laughs> No, we gotta have all these hard conversations about monopolies and what that means for the greater entertainment culture and all the people who might lose their jobs, and even though I might be happy in the moment because I get Galactus and Doctor Doom and everything, I'll be sad for all those people. (laughs) And I'm further conflicted because I don't even like Fox News and sports, and yet I'm actually kind (laughs) of defending them. What is wrong with me? (laughs) World's weird, Matt. We live in a weird time. We do. But hey, you know what's even weirder? Uh, Wentworth Miller announced this week that as of the big CW crossover, which is, which is this week, right? Crisis on Earth X starts this week?
1: I, I think so. I, I don't know. I think, I think next week, cause I think this week is a different episode of Supergirl.
0: Right. Okay. So it starts very soon. It starts either this week or next week. Well, he announced via social media that this role, which in fact, it's already been announced he'll be playing Citizen Cold in this crazy crossover, not Captain Cold but that this will be his last CW role for a bit as he goes to do other stuff.
1: Yeah, he's he's kind of leaving the role, which is a shame cuz we we kind of wanted him back on the on the Legends team and and running around with them, but yeah, obviously it's not going to happen.
0: I want him back to be a Flash villain again. He was one if not the best Flash villain from season one and he was only a villain for a little bit it was it, it was the yeah. Loki thing it was the Loki trajectory where he was so good as a villain and so charming he couldn't have stayed a villain longer <laughs> I feel super gyp too because we never got like the rogues rebellion. we never got all the rogues fighting him at one time yeah,
1: that was a shame. They, they, yeah, they never really used Captain Cold all that often, and when they did, it was like for like a really quick sort of thing. He was yeah. never like a multi-episode villain, which he should really have been.
0: He should he should have been an arc-long villain. He could have been an arc-long villain. Yeah, that's a real shame that we'll never get to see him. Like, well, I I keep pitching Gorilla Garage should bring them back and Mind Control and everything, so that way you get around all the new character developments
1: yeah yeah
0: and that way you could have barry be like oh you know why is heat wave and captain cold attacking me i thought they were good now off oh, mind control yeah that's why but yeah he's he's gonna be leaving now man between him and stein it sucks to see these people we like so much leaving
1: yeah they're all, they're kind of leaving after a couple of seasons it's it's weird if they're gonna like maybe either recast or like just add someone in that fills mm. that role
0: I think it's one of those things where it's like you can go and we'll leave it open-ended enough that we can bring you back when you're done, whatever engagement you have.
1: Yeah, uh, the the, the Colton Hayes agreement.
0: Yeah, there you go, the Colton- when, when
1: you go. When you go off to go do movies and try and be famous and that doesn't succeed, you can always just come back to Arrow. There you go.
0: <laughs> I mean, to their credit, I guess it's good that they're like, you know – are popular now and playing super characters helped introduce them to like a whole new audience and like they're getting better deals and better offers now, but at the same time too it's mm-hmm. like, oh but I'm gonna miss you though. Yeah, yeah. Especially cold because like we said, it feels like there was a lot left undone with his character.
1: There there was. Though there, there were so many places you could go with it and they never did anything with it.
0: No, he got too popular too quick and got made into a hero too quickly. Yep. Well, at least we'll always have season one of Legends where he was the best thing when the rest of the show sucked. <laughs> <laughs> now the rest of the show is good. What would he even be like if he came back to Legends now when the show is actually enjoyable now?
1: He'd be the only serious one where he'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with all you people?
0: That would be exactly. That would be the joke. Everyone else is so self-aware and not taking anything seriously. He would be like he was and everyone would look at him like he was a weirdo. Yeah, yeah that's man that's a good pitch man i hope they do that at some point point. <laughs> and, and meanwhile freaking uh freaking poor constantine out there is like i'll be on a two-parter i'll be whatever you want
1: <laughs> please i need more more screen
0: time Dude, i'll voice an animated me i'll do whatever you want i just freaking it's hard man it's hard out here for constantine Uh, i had a show once yeah you did they put it in the death slot it was really good and really loyal to the subject matter i'm sorry it didn't work out for you
1: i find it so strange that like that show a magical based character show failed but like something like lucifer keeps getting serious and lucifer's lucifer's okay but like it's kind of like the same sort of thing
0: my uh, my mom watches Lucifer now. She called me. It's like, hey, you hear you hear about that devil show with the Lucifer? It's based <laughs> on a comic, right? I'm like, yeah, but I don't think it's very much like the comic, though. I think they just took nah. the name and nothing else. It's like, oh, it's pretty good. I'm like, well, I'm, I know one person who watches it now. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, I never watched, like, episode one of Lucifer, because I'm like, man, freaking, if Constantine didn't make it, this isn't gonna make it. Three seasons? Are you for real?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's got three seasons, and it's probably gonna get a fourth.
0: (laughs) As I have said many times before, the problem with Constantine is the same problem with John Carter of Mars, and that is it was the original. It was the trendsetter for the hard-drinking, hard-living, hard-smoking British magic man in a trench coat that stuff like Supernatural and Grimm and all these other shows were stealing off its plate forever and ever, so by the time it actually got made into a thing, everyone's like, Yeah. yeah, this is derivative.
1: Yeah, this is this is copying this show yeah. or that movie or something.
0: No, everything else was copying it, but you just didn't <laughs> see it until now. Ah, oh, goddammit. it! <laughs> just like John Carter of Mars. Uh. See, th- th- that's what they need to do. They need to make an expendable style movie with like a bunch of actors who are supposed to be bigger but never made. And you can have the actor who plays Constantine. You can have Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> And they're all on a team of guys like we were almost famous. We were totally, you know, aimed <laughs> to be famous, then we weren't. <laughs> That's what they gotta do. Ooh, you can get the guy who played Jack from Lost. Although I mean I guess he was technically big before Lost. Lost was his comeback, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Then he tried doing stuff. Hey, what happened to the what happened to the Irish guy from Lost, one of the Hobbits? He seemed like he'd be bigger.
1: Yeah, I, I actually don't know what he's up to. Yeah, he, he did like oh, uh, he, he wasn't he in he was in like Wolverine Origins uh, and <laughs> again with Taylor Kitsch. Yeah,
0: again with it's, Taylor. There's yeah. something
1: about that guy. He, he kills people's careers,
0: <laughs> brings them all back to the curse of Kitsch. It's a bitch being Kitsch. <laughs> uh, again, now I'm just thinking of other actors from Lost. Uh, the guy who plays Sawyer, he had a couple of shows, but that never went anywhere.
1: Yeah, and they had him in Mission Impossible for, like, two seconds God. before Pete shot.
0: <laughs> he was, like, in a terrible musical, too, and you're like, wow, you just do anything, huh? <laughs> I thought you were so good on that show, but now you just seem to do whatever. <laughs> what about Saeed? Did Saeed go on to do anything?
1: Uh He was in Heroes, wasn't he?
0: Was that the same actor? Well, because it was the same people, yeah, who did Heroes, who did Lost. I. I think I mean,
1: I'm probably thinking of someone else.
0: I think that might have been a different Indian guy. Oh, well, I mean, th- they're all probably on Once Upon a Time because that's the connection of Lost heroes and Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> they all use a lot of the same. Ad- uh, for, speaking of heroes, uh, Milo Ventimiglia D- D- or whatever the hell his name is, he keeps showing up and stuff. <laughs> He's got a good manager, that guy. I always thought he was super bland, but he keeps showing up and stuff
1: he gets the work
0: he gets the work apparently he's a super nice guy in real life apparently he'll talk to you he'll take pictures he'll do whatever apparently he's like a total sweetheart
1: he wants that he wants that money
0: he wants that money there so sorry i never learned your name milo vinted vintamilia (laughs) it's it's a lot of words (laughs) and hey you know what speaking of uh what is it the x-men and i mean really that's all heroes was is just a gigantic x-men ripoff uh brand new x-men book got announced this week or leaked they didn't really announce it but tom taylor is going to be penning x-men red get it we're keeping with the whole gold blue thing
1: yeah yeah i I actually talked to him about it yesterday um at comic-con and Uh he didn't reveal he didn't reveal anything of course but um he said there's going to be some there's some, some new characters coming and some old characters coming back
0: interesting of course, the cover, as it revealed, uh, old Jean Grey, who is going to be coming back, getting a mini series. She is going to be going on to lead this team, and she has a brand new costume, too.
1: Yeah, everyone's going to have red costumes, probably. <laughs>
0: yeah, keep, keeping it with the team. You know, you got red hair, you got red costumes. I, I think it's a given, and I would put money on this one. If Tom Taylor is writing this one, and it's an X-Men team, X-23's got to be on it, right?
1: maybe maybe and maybe he he wouldn't want to do that maybe it's too know. obvious yeah i i i get the feeling that like maybe they're gonna like like twist it a little bit and x-men red's gonna be maybe like a villain team
0: mm, wouldn't that be great yeah because we don't know in what form old gene gray is coming back
1: yeah it could be phoenix gene gray and that's that's not a hero
0: no no it's not that's a destructive force of the universe uh yeah we don't really have a bad guy team at the moment we have good guy teams and then we have like x uh not, not x force what's the other one the one that we- uh... weapon x oh yeah weapon x we we kind of got the anti-hero teams but we don't have the straight up evil teams
1: yeah yeah that, that'd actually be really cool
0: I mentioned Laura on an X-Men team because it's like, oh, damn, you have so many freaking X-Men teams and you can't have her on one.
1: Yeah, well, did, didn't we joke about having like a like a, a Wolverine for each team? We did. So
0: <laughs> this, this is how you do it. This or, is the start of it. <laughs> or, or, or I don't know, or you get like docking on there too if this does end up to be the evil team. <laughs> now, if it's red, can it only be people who have had red costumes? So you get the Juggernaut on there because he has a very famous red costume.
1: Yeah, uh, you get Omega Red.
0: It's in his name. There you go. I don't know, man. We're building a pretty good team so far. Phoenix Jean Grey. Yeah,
1: this is a pretty OP team. It's
0: a pretty OP team so far. I mean, obviously, if there's new characters, he'll invent new red characters or just give characters new red costumes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Works perfectly. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm, I'm excited for people who are excited for this book, but honestly, I have sworn <laughs> off reading anything X-Men, and I don't miss it. I really don't.
1: I'll, I'll give Red a go. I, I stopped reading X-Men Blue and Golden. They, they, they were fine. It was just they were coming out too frequently.
0: And they didn't keep your interest. Yeah. it's a, like My problem with X-Men is, like, you know, clearly they're an afterthought at Marvel right now. They can't grow the brand because word from on high doesn't want them to grow the brand because they don't have the right to make movies yeah which seems so backward and it is because that's ike perlmutter businessman messing with all the artists yep and it feels like a lot of the x-men even the stuff people have liked like that whole mojo world crossover and everything they're doing it's like it feels like you're just kind of reliving your glory days over and over again. It feels like, hey, here's stuff you liked before, but in a different context. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can the X-Men not do anything new? No, no, they can't. They can't do anything I've pitched forever, get some, like, more street-level mutants and do a book where X-Men fight crime. When was the last time X-Men fought crime? That, that's the, that, that was my
1: problem with, like, X-Men Gold. X-Men Blue kind of, like, did that with like they they fought villains and everything right. but X-Men X-Men Gold was more of like let's look at like the the racial mm. sort of like parallels and stuff like that and right. it didn't really come out very well but yeah a, a a crime fighting mutant team would be pretty cool
0: and i mean you can do all that social commentary stuff it's just like i've seen For so long, the X-Men just dealing with X-Men problems. It's never different. No, it's never... You can only tackle that so many ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the best, most unique X-Men book they did in a long time was the Magneto book, because it was like a revenge book just starring Magneto.
1: Yeah, that was a really good book.
0: And it was also kind of like a crime book, too, because he's like, hey, you know, this is a mutant fight club where they uh, kidnap mutants and force them to fight one another. I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. And I'm like, that's sweet. That's pretty awesome. Or like, hey, you know, here's a doctor who is, like, doing cruel experiments on mutants. I'm going to kill him now.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, oh, sweet. It's like the Punisher. If he could control magnets, I'm all about this. <laughs> They should do more interesting stuff like that. Like, even Old Man Logan, I dug because it was different.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I haven't kept up with the new Ed Bresson, uh, Old Man Logan, but it looks like it's, like, going back into that thing of, like, well, let's just reiterate other things people like about Wolverine. What, what if he fought the Hulk again? But what if the Hulk was the maestro, though?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what it's turned into.
0: And I'm like, well, well, I saw that, though, is the thing. I mean, you know, Jeff Lemire was keeping it a little bit different.
1: Yeah, keep me a little bit interesting.
0: A little bit interesting. I think, yeah, I, I, my heart goes out to people who have to write X-Men books at this era in Marvel because it feels like they've been running in place forever.
1: It's got to be tough because I imagine they come in like, oh, we've got all these really cool ideas, but can't ever use them. We've got to rehash, like, we've got to bring back the Dark Phoenix. and Can we do Days of I, Future
0: Past again?
1: Yeah, I imagine they're probably going to involve the Shi'ar Empire because the new movie's coming out soon and... Stuff like that.
0: Can we do Age of Apocalypse again? (laughs) Can we work Apocalypse in somehow? (laughs) Hey,
1: can we have Wanda go crazy again and do House of X?
0: Yeah, let's do that. House of M, I mean. Yeah, no, no, no. You see, We already did House of M, so this one will be called House of X. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there already a series called that? I'm sure there is. The X-Men have done everything that you can put an X in front of. (laughs) But hey, man, one thing about X-Men that I like, uh, Gifted continues to be good.
1: Yeah, that's so surprising that that show is actually good. I still I still think it 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 looks and feels like a show from the mid two thousands, but it it works.
0: It feels like a show we found completed in a time capsule from the early two thousands
1: yeah yeah and they're just starting to air it
0: (laughs) and they're just starting to air it now but hey you know what again you know what's cool about gifted it's different we're following a group of people who we don't really get to follow where it's like yeah the x-men and the brotherhood exist but this is like your everyday mutant on the ground who doesn't fight crime who just struggles to stay alive day to day
1: yeah the these are the people who who are still back at the
0: mansion when the x-men go off to fight someone exactly these are the non-celebrity superstar mutants and i'm like oh that's that's a cool premise and also it's like hey there's also like more humans who live with them too like that bit they did uh with uh with the sentinel services agent who's trying to hunt them down and you learn you know why he hates mutants because they died in like an x-men 9-11 thing and then like they erase his memories of his dead daughter so he has to learn his daughter is dead all yeah. over again. I'm like, ow. Yeah,
1: and like, God damn, this is network TV? That's yeah. pretty heavy for network T V.
0: Man, you, you that episode is a perfect example where it's like, Man, how do you get someone to sympathize with a really bad villain? Oh, that's how. Yeah, yeah. That's how you make that's like instant sympathy right there. Yep. And boy, did I ever sympathize with that guy. That that episode was way better than Flash this week.
1: Oh, let's not talk about Flash. Let's not. Please.
0: <laughs> one, one of easily the worst episode of the season. Maybe one of the worst episodes they've ever done. And it's a shame because it started from what in any other show would be a very positive place. And that is, hey, let's shine a light on our female characters. Let's actually give them a focus piece. I'm like, oh, that's great. Too bad all your women characters, except for Caitlyn, are super underwritten, and this show only further illustrates how underwritten they are.
1: Yeah, they had nothing to do whatsoever.
0: No, like man, and it's like it was so bad. I'm like, man, I bet some, I bet like some dudes wrote this who just didn't get it, you know? Then I look at them like, oh no, this was directed by a woman and written by two women. Oh <laughs> no. Also, hey, it's. It's the only episode this season that's been written by women and directed by women, so I'm like, oh no, further. <laughs> but also, hey, for you know, a, a real thing about diversity, women can fuck up a superhero show just as well as guys can fuck <laughs> up a show, and we all learned a lesson.
1: Uh, it was all Felicity's fault.
0: God, man, that's such a sad place where it's like, okay, so it's Iris's staget party, and she invites all her friends, um. Caitlin, who she just knows from work and who isn't really her friend because they've maybe only had a couple conversations. Um, Her dad's girlfriend can come. Again, they're not really friends. And uh, I guess Felicity from Arrow because a cameo would be nice. And, uh, well, they've maybe only had three conversations and three seasons of the (laughs) show has been around and they didn't really become friends. (laughs) That's your friends!
1: (laughs) And then they didn't invite like, um... That woman who works for, like, Argus, who's been yeah. around for them, Did, didn't even bother to, the, you know, send, send a uh, a uh, multiversal transmission to Kara and or her friends. Or to Gypsy,
0: even. It's like, dude, yeah. Gypsy, we at least know. At least Gypsy <laughs> can get shit done.
1: The Kara the, the thing is so weird as well, because she didn't get invited to that, but she gets invited to the wedding.
0: Yeah, yeah, what's up with that? Didn't get invited to the stag, ever gets invited to the wedding. That's just... Mm. <laughs> also too i'm pretty sure the only reason they invented in law lo- or made elongated man basically act like elo brian is so they could justify a reason for flash and company to go to the strip club this season
1: yeah <laughs>
0: but it's a cw strip club which it's like yeah, if it's, you it's a pg-13
1: strip yeah, club <laughs> if you can't
0: show anything and you can't do anything why are you even trying
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and oh poor katie Sackoff too just you know just mugging
1: uh that 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 was an awful villain that and like the 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 villain who has the power to grow like a tentacle from his eyes' like the worst fucking power ever
0: that guy is from the comics. her character is not her character is a new one they created
1: in the comics does he did do that i I had no idea that guy was from the comics
0: uh yeah, I think that was his name. He's like a weird weird like nineteen fifties character that they dug up because he's kind of related to uh Devo like they were in the same story together so i think they just grabbed the name and put it on him. Nah.
1: No. Uh, okay then.
0: Yeah, that was god that was a bad episode that just misfired on so much. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're going to we're going to shine a light on our female characters. <laughs> don't unless you're going to write them better. <laughs> like really don't. Like no one came out of that episode looking good. Everyone looked like a chode at the end of that one. Yeah. Christ, that one was tone deaf. But hey, uh, bring it back to some ladies we do like and some ladies who are well-written. Mira is going to be getting a solo series, a uh, solo miniseries in February from Dan Abnett.
1: Yeah, probably just in time for the Aquaman movie to be coming out. There you go. Um, pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool.
0: I've been saying since the Jeff Johns run on Aquaman that Mira could probably hold up a solo series because <laughs> she's not I... a sidekick. She's an actual crime-fighting partner.
1: I am surprised that she hasn't had one until now. Like it's it, when I read that I'm like, really? She hasn't had one? I'm I'm sure she's sure she's had one in like like the the early two thousands or the nineties or something. No, but yeah, this,
0: this is her first. Good for her. And again, you mentioned the movie. I can understand because her costume looks better than Momoa's, and she looks cooler <laughs> than Momoa. <laughs> They're already getting ready for being like, no, no, no. She's gonna be the big breakout of this. We just we just know. <laughs> but yeah, more power for that. I like that it's avnit behind it. Much, much like mm-hmm. you fell off X Man, I fell off Aquaman, which is a shame. So did you, I. Which is a shame because apparently the new arc looks absolutely beautiful. Like the arc oh yeah, they have on it it's is kicking ass. it's
1: art by Stegen. I'm not even going to say his name, but he does really, really good art.
0: He did some Green Arrow stuff too. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his stuff is really, really pretty. They also brought back Dolphin, which of course they brought back Dolphin, because I'm pretty sure, if I'm not wrong, I think Abnett created Dolphin, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I definitely want to pick up that book again, it looks really cool.
0: It does look cool, even though I was like, you know, totally against it at first, I was having a bit of like a fanboy huff, where I'm like, oh, he grows out his hair and beard again because of Momoa, oh, he gets kicked out of Atlantis again for like the fifth time this week, because they want to make it more like the movie, huh? Only to hear people say no, they actually find a good reason for it. Like he leaves purposely this time, and be like, they don't want me to be king, so I'm just not going to be king anymore.
1: <laughs> I, I remember, I think it was like a week ago, an artist who who was doing work for DC Rebirth. They they wanted he wanted to do the the Momoa costume for the mm. DC Rebirth that for for Aquaman. remember they said no, original costume.
0: <laughs> It's so funny the back and forth they have because people forget when Momoa got cast, they made Aquaman like him. He growed his hair and his yeah. beard, got kicked out of Atlantis, Colin Bunn wrote it, and it only lasted like a volume and a half because people rejected it so hard.
1: Yeah, didn't he also have like tattoos as well? Like like the or was that like the armor was in the shape of Momoa's tattoos yeah. or something? The
0: armor looked like tattoos, yes.
1: Yeah, goddamn it!
0: That was that was DCU right around the same time of Batmac and Powerless Superman and God of War Wonder Woman. Uh, uh,
1: Batmac was okay. Powerless Superman was there, and God of War. We're not going to talk about
0: it. Yeah, there's also Green Arrow was a werewolf, but only like right at the end. Like a, it's like Green Arrow <laughs> showed up late. Was like, oh, you've all got crazy new things. I got a crazy new thing now. <laughs> Ollie, we're done with it. Stop being a werewolf. Oh okay. <laughs> god. You know, all my senses get more powerful if I'm a werewolf, and it helps with the archery, and I can bite and slash people.
1: <laughs> yeah, when the, when the bow breaks, I can just, just maul them to death.
0: <laughs> Which made me think, I'm like, yeah, why aren't there more werewolf superheroes? I mean, there's werewolf by night, and there's a few other ones, but yeah, more werewolves should also be superheroes. <laughs> Sabretooth is basically a werewolf, only not
1: yeah, they're, they're, yeah the, the one on the howling commandos and he's kind of disappeared
0: yeah exactly we need more werewolves in comics that's, that's my new initiative moving forward DC werewolves <laughs> just every story <laughs> will have a new werewolf it's,
1: just, it's a big event where everyone gets turned into a werewolf <laughs>
0: because why not <laughs> uh, and suddenly all the silver based villains are like haha finally it's my chance <laughs> I can do this I got this Hell, they made everyone in DC apes for a minute. Why not make them all werewolves for a minute? (laughs) Werewolves are cool. Uh, What else do we have here? Oh, well, keeping with the DC film thing, and we were, we got a couple stories related to that. Uh, Ben Affleck, in a big interview, a week before Justice League opens, they ask him, Hey, uh, can you tell us about the future of Batman? And he said, I'm unsure. (laughs) And then left it at that.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Look, I got no horse in this DC film race. I haven't liked them. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. I want them to succeed even if I see all the problems. Even this hurt me where I'm like, you don't say that, Ben. Even if you're quitting after <laughs> Justice League, you don't say that a week before the movie goes. <laughs> Other people need to get paid too, Ben.
1: Uh, he just doesn't give a fuck anymore.
0: <laughs> there is a massive hole there in the warner brothers backlot oh what's that hole? oh that's where ben affleck drops the fucks he doesn't give it's just (laughs) overflowing with fucks he doesn't give that that is a man who just is tired and fed up and wants out
1: yeah i i can't remember the last time like a role did this to someone like just like that coupled with like obviously his personal life thing it's just like just like made him a hollow shell of a person did
0: did anyone on justice league have any fun it doesn't seem like they (laughs) did it sounded like it was a grueling death march where it's like okay here you did it with snyder oh no he had a real personal tragedy that sucks okay everyone's got to come back in now and do it again because we got to reshoot this and we got to make it salvageable
1: yeah yeah they say they basically had to make the same movie twice with different directors so it means doing the same thing but two times differently. Uh,
0: Do we get paid more? No. (laughs) No, you get paid once. (laughs) And I mean, I look. that's, that's Hollywood. That's the price of making movies and everything, but still that's gotta suck. And that's just gotta suck the energy out of you. And then on top of it, Oh yeah. Now you gotta go do media.
1: Yeah, yeah, media tour for, you know, two months.
0: Yeah, you gotta answer the same question a million times a day, and hey, here's the thing, the guy who asked that question, what's the future of Batman, for all we know, that was the millionth time he got asked that today, and he's like, you know what, I don't fucking know. (laughs) How about that? Write that down, I don't know, I'm tired, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I just
1: want to go sleep.
0: (laughs) I want a drink, but I can't. Yeah, but I I just don't know. And it's like, you know, even Momoa in that video, too, like, he also kind of looked tired, too, because, again, we don't know when these presses were done. Like, maybe that was just the snapping point.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: And even still, like, it breaks my heart, because it's like, man, playing Batman should be the most fun job in the world, shouldn't it? Like, you should have a smile on your face and a song in your heart. I'm Batman! But Ben Affleck isn't that... (laughs)
1: Yeah, you gotta wonder,
0: like, what, what like,
1: his schedule as Batman has been, like, it's probably been grueling as hell.
0: Yeah, for for movies that critics don't like and fans continually argue back and forth about, where it's like, does anyone care what I'm doing?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And also, too, it's like, you know, Affleck said, oh, I did this for my kids, you know, I thought it would be cool to be Batman for my kids, I can only imagine this probably hasn't helped out his relationship with his kids or anything else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, his Batman isn't, like, suddenly you just show it like a kid. Like, hey, look, come watch Daddy blow a guy up with a flamethrower. Yeah, I
0: don't know how old your kids are, Ben, but that seems like kind of a thing where it's like, you made a Batman movie you couldn't bring your kids to, or at least you'd have to think (laughs) twice about. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. And again, yeah, we don't know what the future holds for Batman. Maybe they'll kill him. Maybe they'll recast him. Maybe they'll, I don't know, flashpoint him out of existence or something.
1: Well, I think that's probably what 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 they're waiting for. They're going to see how Justice League does. And if it does well, they'll be like, oh, we'll change Flash back to a normal movie. And if it doesn't, we'll say, oh, that's going to be the reset point. We're going to have aquaman and then we're going to reset with flash
0: that's amazing this many movies in and you already need a contingency (laughs) back out to reboot everything
1: yeah yeah
0: like the marvel movies there was a lot of places there leading up to avengers where they could have screwed up they lost edward norton but edward Mm -hmm. norton and the hulk are not batman
1: yeah no i said the other day like can you imagine like like ragnarok with like edward norton's bruce banner oh, it would be so out of place
0: it would have been weird it would have been really weird and i bet you edward norton who's such a serious you know direct like concentrated actor who demands on final cut i'm sure he wouldn't have wanted Tycho with tt in it i'm sure he would have been like no
1: yeah and, and if he did it'd be like you know thor joking around about being turned into a frog or anything and then and then it cuts to like edward norton's bruce going on about how he Almost killed himself uh, because of all the all, all the sadness and, and yeah. shit.
0: There's a monster <laughs> in me. Although, that being said, like it's not that Norton doesn't do comedy. Like, he did Death to Smoochie, and he's done a, a couple other comedic, uh, like more comedic roles. But, like, no, it doesn't seem like he would be down for that. No. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's, that, that's your Ben Affleck Batman news, everybody. Be sure to stay posted for when they eventually recast him. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's another thing, too. It's like, I think the writing's on the wall. I think everybody knows that there's a good chance he might back out. But even still, it's like, don't say that a week before the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just a dick move. Like, I'm going to be, like, after that interview would be over, I'd be looking at him and I'd be like, motherfucker. <laughs> Like, like, again, to compare it to Marvel for a second, at least Mark Ruffalo in interviews only just gives information he's not supposed to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and accidentally Instagrams parts of movies.
0: (laughs) I I loved that when they were all together and Sam Jackson was yelling at him like, motherfucker, turn off your phone. (laughs) What are you doing, Mark? What are you doing? Because here's the thing, you might not think it's Samuel L. Jackson, but he is very professional in real life, actually. And he's very, like, not jokey. He's like, in character, I'm my character right now, don't break my character. So to hear him just be like, turn off your phone. <laughs> when Sam Jackson yells at you to turn off your phone, you turn off your phone. <laughs> Make, you believe we've been talking for about an hour now and we're still only about halfway through the news for this week?
1: so much news and i imagine i i guarantee after we do this there's going to be some other big news rob hickman's going to be over at dc by the time we get off this
0: (laughs) yeah i don't have twitter open right now but yeah that's the thing freaking hickman to dc now (laughs) man you know like hickman to dc that's going to be something but when aaron goes to dc or if he goes to dc that's going to be huge Wow. <laughs> Imagine Jason Aaron's take on Batman, like a gritty Batman street adventure.
1: God damn that I, I, I want him to do what he did for Thor for Wonder Woman.
0: Oh god, yeah, that would kick at dude uh Jason Aaron on Shazam. <laughs>
1: oh dude
0: <laughs> he finds he finds like hey there's actually a bunch of great stuff here i'm working with i'm reinventing i'm doing this whole thing <laughs> but it's also like you know there's just got like this grit and this force to it and it's like really well put together but uh, g- g- keeping in the dc movie zone for a little bit and hey keeping with shazam actually so see we're getting better at transitions here uh could black bolt show up in suicide squad 2 they're saying maybe
1: oh well i guess like this movie's gonna be like suicide squad two, the death of the suicide squad
0: (laughs) yeah really i don't think we'll stand a chance against this guy
1: (laughs) well what's a guy with a gun and a girl with a baseball bat gonna do against like the king of kandak who's like like power levels of superman
0: living lightning man yeah Although, yeah. I mean, that movie does kind of write itself, okay, squad, your next mission is to invade Kondok and pull off a political assassination against their leader. Oh no, he has magic powers, fuck.
1: See, see that would be a good idea. They don't know anything about him. He's like some mysterious sort of king. Then they only see, like, glimpses of him. And then, yeah, they go in to, you know, try and take over the country because oil or something it would be oil. and and then oh fuck he's he's fucking the rock
0: <laughs> yeah oh no you didn't tell us we'd be fighting the rock <laughs> get out of my country family
1: i think i'm excited because i want to see the rock as black adam uh, but that's the wrong kind of movie to put him in.
0: Clearly he wants to be Black Adam. Clearly they have him on retainer. and They're like, look, we promised Dwayne we'll put you in something at some point. We don't know where. We don't know when. Because, <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's like, you know, we have Black Adam. We know it's going to be something. We know it's a career vehicle for Dwayne Johnson. We're just not sure where to put him in. Maybe you'll get your own movie. Maybe you'll be a villain. Maybe you won't. We don't know. It's the
1: same with Deathstroke. They're like, yeah. eh, we we'll, we'll, might put him in here. Oh no, that movie got changed. Oh, we'll, we'll keep him on retainer and maybe he might get a solo film.
0: Seems like such an ass backwards way to make movies. Like, well, we have this character and we have this actor, but we don't know what we're going to do with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so weird.
0: We'll put him somewhere. Actually, you know, again, as we talk about this like Suicide Squad versus Black Adam movie, it actually gets kind of more interesting because like black adam is an anti-hero almost much like the suicide squad where it's like you know i'm all about defending my country from outside interests. you suicide squad are all about regime change and fucking over other people at the behest of the u.s government and amanda waller it would be interesting to have a thing where like black adam is actually more charming and more interesting than the suicide squad and you root for the main characters because of this new guy
1: <laughs> well see that's that's Basically, going to happen because it's the fucking rock. He's never not charming. And it's then Jai Courtney. <laughs>
0: Well, hey, hey, if they get Will Smith back, then they can have The Rock and Will Smith in a charm-off. No, I'm more charming. No, I'm more charming. <laughs> but I'm muscly, but I'm muscly. Yeah,
1: but I'm more muscle.
0: <laughs> God damn, what do we do? We can't outcharm charm this man. <laughs> oh, man, but then Black Adam is like, well, tell you what, I'll, like, get the bombs out of your neck. I have magic and technology and everything. Come work for me.
1: Yeah, that'd that'd be pretty cool. I will
0: give you political asylum in Kondog. <laughs> you never have to go back. Oh, I mean, it's like he doesn't turn all the team, but he turns like one or two members of the team. So it's like the Suicide Squad versus the Suicide Squad.
1: That'd be pretty cool.
0: And you can kill at least one, because obviously every movie has a new member. <laughs> so, like, that's the red shirt. The red shirt's the but, one that turns against them.
1: That's going to be so fun when when they start maybe casting for this film. They'll be like, and this actor as I know, some Suicide Squad member who was in, like, two issues. I'm like, ah, he's the one who's going to die. He's the one who's going to die. Yeah, he's the one who's gonna die.
0: <laughs> yeah that, that was so funny when they had uh, friggin' poor Sam Lake as uh what is it slipknot it's like oh you mean the character whose greatest deed in the comics was dying to prove that it's legit <laughs> you mean that guy oh yeah that guy
1: yeah, the guy that could climb anything he's gonna stop superman <laughs>
0: <laughs> with his ropes laced with kryptonite <laughs> don't don't count out my rope powers it's like, can he psychically control ropes? Can he talk to rope? No, he's he's just good with ropes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but he can summon ropes, right? He can like shoot ropes out of his. No, no, he can't even do that.
1: <laughs> no, he he can, and he can only carry about two hundred feet. <laughs> so he's he's not very useful. <laughs>
0: Why did we put him on this team again? Oh yeah, yeah. You need a red tree. You need to kill one guy to show all the rest <laughs> that you're serious. <laughs> Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's your Black Adam news, everybody. I was against it, but the more we talk about it, I'm kind of on board with it now.
1: I am, but the problem is our ideas are probably a lot better than what they're going to come up with in the film.
0: Yeah, the people who actually get paid to make these movies don't have as good an idea as us dude jag just talking on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is DC Films, hire us, is what we're saying. <laughs> we'll, we'll make yeah. it for you. Wait, I will. I will do it for free. There you go. You'll do it for the exposure, and I'll do it for access to the craft service table. You can pay me in sandwiches and M and Ms. You, you come see me on studio. I built a house out of like all those like pre wrapped sandwiches, and I'm just hanging out in it. It's the
1: sandwich fort. <laughs> the
0: sandwich fort. And all the other actors are like, "Hey, can we come in your sandwich fort?" No. no one allowed in my sandwich for it (laughs) man you know we made fun of jai courtney for years turns out he's really nice in real life (laughs) we sat he probably he
1: probably is he's australian so he probably is very nice
0: (laughs) we sat and drank fosters with him and did other stereotypical (laughs) australian things (laughs) (laughs) yeah wouldn't that always be the way like the actors that you hear are always really nice are actually dicks and the actors who you don't like are actually super cool
1: that's how it goes
0: and then me and common played xbox it was great <laughs> and i'm like man you're a really you're a really interesting actor like i know you rap and everything but like those couple appearances in other david ayer movies you've made are, are really good <laughs> you should you should act more man you, you have a presence about you sir <laughs> uh and from the world of superhero movies to the world of science fiction science fantasy uh ryan johnson came out this week and said that he will be involved and will be developing three count them, three brand new star wars movies in a brand new trilogy not connected to the skywalker trilogy that's currently ongoing
1: yep new characters and everything everyone wanted him to direct episode nine but but uh obviously lucasfilm went ah fuck that we'll just give him three new movies
0: <laughs> not a bad trade-off huh <laughs>
1: now i i think he even tweeted out he's like well first i was like i hope people enjoy the last jedi now i really hope people enjoy the last (laughs) jedi
0: (laughs) yeah because it's like hey here's the keys to the kingdom man make your own Star Wars play with all the toys do whatever you want man the stress would fucking kill me without I would go full <laughs> Martin Lawrence I'd be naked waving a gun around in traffic <laughs> I'm dehydrated <laughs> and they'd be like wow why did Joel go crazy oh they told him he could make a brand new Star Wars trilogy from scratch he couldn't handle yeah, it yeah
1: with with anything he wanted within the space of Star Wars yeah he just cracked man
0: <laughs> and with all the Disney money behind him <laughs> so like a- any wild fantasy he had it could come true you know yeah he was just waving around an empty like you know uh word document he apparently had writer's block <laughs> and couldn't make it happen like i couldn't do that it's like hey you know star wars that you love and is like a huge influential thing on not only your life but everyone you know's life and nerd culture as a whole you get to write the new trilogy man don't fuck it up <laughs> There'll only be a million eyes on you and a bunch of studio money that we want to recoup. So, you know, make it good. No no pressure. No pressure. Because, again, man, because you're like the biggest Star Wars fan I know, if you had to start from scratch, what would you do? Would you, like, go to a completely different galaxy? Would you even do Jedi's or the Force? Like, what would you do? What are the tenets of Star Wars that you couldn't lose?
1: I would do none of that. I, I'd stay in the same galaxy, but I'd do no Jedi, no Force or anything, and just do it, no no galactic war or anything, because every trilogy has been about a galactic war. i just do it about, I don't know, a bunch of smugglers or something, or just regular people who get embroiled in some conspiracy, but not a conspiracy that has to do with the Force or any of that sort of shit.
0: Again, I, I love that. I love the stories that in this big universe when they really go down and focus on one guy. I forget what it was. It was like a comic in like the old Dark Horse line that doesn't exist anymore. But it's like a dude who was an Imperial Guard, he was one of those red suit dudes who stood next to the Emperor and it's like, Well, what did that yeah. guy do once the Empire fell? You know, what was his life like? What was his nine to five once he wasn't that anymore?
1: yeah I, th- I think that comic series was called crimson empire that was the one yeah yeah that that, that was a really good that was a really good um good comic series i, I like that and that yeah just something that like people just normal people in the galaxy like what do they do
0: yeah do do like no country for old men but for clone troopers no no country for <laughs> commander rex <laughs> he's just old living on a plane like yeah back in the clone wars used to pile you guys five miles high as sandbags (laughs) and then you know a bunch of corellian gangsters move into his neck of the hood and he has to fight them off (laughs) has to get his uniform out for one last ride (laughs) like wouldn't that be cool just some oldest shit stormtrooper or clone doing stuff
1: Yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. No big wars or Jedis or anything. Leave that for, like, the main trilogy stuff.
0: Some guy where it's like, yeah, you know, I used to uh, fly TIE fighters back for the Empire, but I've retired, but I still have the TIE Fighter in the garage and everything, and, yeah, <laughs> and like I'm repairing it, and I'm old, and I got my grandkids and everything, and they, they want to put me in a space home, but I'm not having that, so what did I do? I got in the TIE Fighter again, and went out to have an adventure. Make it like, up for ex-Imperials. <laughs> that would be something.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Can't tell
0: you wouldn't watch that. It'd be a dumb uh... ass movie. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, more power to Ryan Johnson on this one, man.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Yeah.
0: I can't imagine what that's gotta be like. Make your own Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine what it... Yeah, it's gotta be insane. He's probably got a lot of pressure on him right now. At least, though, he's got, like, some time to actually write them.
0: (laughs) People will be judging you and going over every piece of news with a fine-tooth comb and comparing you to Lucas and comparing you to everything else.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: But guess what? There's more. Uh so apparently he's not the only one who's going to be stressed when it comes to Star Wars cuz there's also going to be a brand new Star Wars TV series from the yet to be named digital uh service that Disney is putting out.
1: This was this was a given. This was a given. It's amazing this
0: it hasn't happened by now.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, no we're starting to get the point cuz you look at like stuff like Star Trek uh discovery and yeah. uh, i guess agents of shield season five and everything and it, we getting to that point where we can do sci-fi like that on tv and it look it looked decent
0: even the orville that's a comedy looks amazing
1: yeah yeah
0: dude the episode from last week the makeup work was shockingly stellar
1: yeah it's, it's amazing how good that show has been
0: yeah like just even just like from a look point of view yeah, I'm totally on board for like a weekly Lee Star Wars series. I hope I hope they do it totally anthology style. I hope they do it like Tales from the Crypt, like every episode is something different.
1: Yeah, well I hope they like maybe bring bring that Star Wars Underworld series out from Mothballs and say, let's adapt some of these stuff.
0: Yeah, what was what was good about these? Let's actually take these. Yeah that would be something. What I would love to like do the big break in and read those like Star Wars underworlds uh, underworld scripts to see if any of them were any good or if they were just gibberish. I
1: I don't know. I think they probably might have been good because they, they didn't 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 involve anything to do with like the the main prequel right. trilogy or anything. It was just like like what we were saying before, just original characters. Yeah. Maybe Jabba the Hutt or Boba Fett appears every now and then, right. but it was all original characters.
0: Like, if I could track down, like, one or two of the writers, because, assumingly there had to have been a lot of writers for all these episodes, and be like, what?
1: I, what I think George do? wrote them all. I oh, think really? George Lucas wrote them all. I, or at least, like, had the story for each of them and I got someone else sense. to write the words. I guess that yeah.
0: makes sense, because we never heard anything about them. Where it's like, did, did Lucas's ideas get better or worse, is what I want to know. <laughs> it's like, but, but every episode's about Jar Jar, though.
1: <laughs> yeah the the series follows Jar Jar as he tries to uh, not step in the poopy or something.
0: Goddamn. Or like George goes out of his way it's like, "Oh, you hate Jar Jar, huh? You hate the prequels." "I'm going to create an even worse character for Star Wars Underworld <laughs> and you're going to follow him. His name is Bing Bong Ting Tang." <laughs> and he's the fucking wor- he's a giant rabbit who speaks only through fart sounds. <laughs> and he's got eight arms. That's each a different puppet that we got to work. <laughs> and yeah, and that's what the series is about. You follow him through the underworld of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, and Jaja is his sidekick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and every episode is just Bing Bong furiously masturbating into the camera. <laughs> For 22 minutes. Yeah, you want that. You want that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I I wrote 60 episodes about this. Wow, George, this is really angry and vindictive. I know I am! (laughs) And then Darth Icky shows up, too. Yeah, see? See, i stopped giving a shit about names.
1: (laughs) I sold my company to white
0: slaves. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Then he does the white slaver episode, which is really distasteful.
1: (laughs) And for some reason, there's, like, a tie-in episode with Red Tails.
0: (laughs) Oh, no! Yeah, yeah. When Bing Bong
1: joins the Red Tails. (laughs) Oh, God,
0: because he was working on that at time and he really cared about it (laughs) oh red tails makes me sad for a lot of reasons because that story should have been better lucas should have been better and also it makes me sad because aaron magruder the boondocks guy apparently wrote like a bunch of cleanup for that movie too Uh... (laughs) so i wish it did better so he could have gotten more work because he has a really unique voice and you know i really like him yeah surprised Magruder hasn't been uh, snatched up by Marvel or DC. Maybe he doesn't like traditional comics after years of working in newspaper strips. Maybe. Maybe he sees newspaper strips as having more freedom, or even just the change of being like, whoa, 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 so you mean instead of a strip, I gotta write, like, all these other pages?
1: <laughs> just a uh, strip times 20.
0: <laughs> yeah, a strip times 20. Well, can't you just do what they did in the old Superman ones, where you just take all my strips and put them together and make a book out of it? <laughs> can't you just do that well i mean we could but it might take a while <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's uh that's some star wars stuff but oh wait we're not done more news came out about this yet to be named disney digital app uh hey if you don't have a name disney you can take disney digital but you got to pay me for it no. <laughs> was was my idea original name do not steal
1: yeah, we trademarked it and everything
0: trademarked disney <laughs>
1: See, see get, get Tables have turned, Disney.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, you're the one putting out <laughs> copyright claims on me and my stuff. Well, guess what? <laughs> now I'm gonna demonetize your streaming service. <laughs> you're gonna wake up in the morning, make your tea, and see a little piss yellow dollar sign. <laughs> And you've lost 20 to $40 in the night and you don't know why. <laughs> it's like all these companies literally come to my home in the night while I'm sleeping. It's like, shh, and then you take $20 from my wallet. <laughs> no, it's not even that you take $20 from my wallet because that implies that I had the money in there. It's like you take negative money from my wallet and money that I would have had but don't have now. <laughs> goddamn, but now I'm getting off topic. But yeah, uh, they have a new digital streaming service, and they're going to be creating brand new original Marvel shows for it, too.
1: Yeah, and it it also threw into question, like, what's going to happen with the Netflix stuff? Mm. Like, obviously, we're going to have season three of... And all those of like Luke Cage, Daredevil and everything, but like what uh what happens after, after that? that?
0: Well, uh, according to Not My Favorite who was nice enough to actually get together all the news this week, uh thank you, Not My Favorite. I've complained in months and weeks past that I need a caped intern well, not my favorite, took it upon himself to compile all the news for this week, (laughs) saving me a bunch of time and allowing me to enjoy my Sunday. Uh, He puts a little note here on the side that basically says uh, that, no, no, that won't affect the future Netflix shows, or at least won't affect the ones we have now.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: But maybe if you wanted a Moon Knight show... Or a Blade show, maybe they wouldn't go to Netflix. Maybe they would just go to this new app.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I don't mind. I mean, I, I mean, I might get the the app, especially if they, if they end up releasing it over here in Australia. I don't want to have to go through VPNs and shit to get get to it.
0: <laughs> That's the thing. Just because it's coming out doesn't mean me and Matt can get it because yeah. we're in an Australia and Canada, two countries that are universally fucked over when it comes to new things like this.
1: The, the 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 good thing is though it's just going to be all Disney stuff so they don't have to go through like licenses like 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 for how Game of Thrones is here we don't have HBO Go because yeah. one of our our networks has has it so we got to go through
0: deals,
1: them yeah. so we won't have to deal with any of that sort of stuff so we might be able to get it
0: yeah I- so I disagree with it in only as much as like you know fuck you i gotta get another digital streaming service now it's not enough i pay for netflix i gotta pay for this too
1: yeah they, Bob Iger did say that it was going to be cheaper than netflix because at the beginning there's not going to be a lot of stuff when they realize that and they they don't want to shaft people
0: yeah i mean it is kind of a cool idea though to be like hey in the future you can get all your beloved disney classics and a lot of our tv like if they just said hey we have the entirety of the disney afternoon that you like in brand new crisp blu-ray presentation i'd be like fuck yeah
1: yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see what they put up there and especially like since they own it they could then like say like oh this movie's just been in cinemas it's out and then like like a month or so before the the release date of like the blu-ray or something they could put it up on the streaming service and they get more money that way
0: as we said the paradigm of movies and theaters is changing that will excuse me probably be the future yeah and if disney was the first to do it if they were the first to hop on that that'd be pretty sick
1: yeah and and if they were the first to do it and they show you that they can make money i imagine everywhere else will be doing it as well soon
0: uh, they and also we'll be getting
1: that that thing that all the directors didn't like whereas you could pay to get a movie to that's in in cinemas to watch at home
0: yeah, you, you gotta pay three hundred dollars for it in a licensing fee but you can get it yeah <laughs> which which again if that was the case you know what everyone would do hey who's got the best tv everyone kicking 50 bucks let's go to frank's house and let's all watch it on his big TV. Exactly, And we can pause it and rewind it and take a piss and go make more snacks and stuff. Exactly. It's like when pay-per-view movies were big. Mm Mm-hmm. Like when they moved from, like, out of hotels to your satellite provider. Yeah. And that was pretty dope for a little bit, even though you paid a little extra. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh... That's that news. I mean, they basically already have me and Matt by the short and curlys on this one by being like, "Hey, we got Star Wars and Marvel. You like that, right? I'm like, I, I I do like that, sir. <laughs> yes." They
1: they know how to get us.
0: They, they really know how to get. They're just dangling that's like, "Hey, we we're fucking Star Wars, but but you want some of this, don't you? I, I would like <laughs> some of this. Yes, please." <laughs> well, this much a month. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever you say. Uh, what else do we got going on here? So. Man, you know, we've been talking for almost the run of an average episode here. We had a lot of fun topics. We had a lot of interesting topics. Uh, Now we kind of got to move to the serious end of the show, which is unfortunate, but it kind of needs to be talked about because there were some big happenings this week, really this month. But uh, if you've been following Twitter, if you've been following the American News Cycle, uh, there's been a lot going on about, you know, sexual predators in high-ranking positions in the entertainment industry. Getting exposed and getting kicked out from Harvey Weinstein to, you know, everyone else down the ladder. And it's been growing and growing. And in a lot of cases, some justice has been served that's been long overdue, which I can appreciate. And now it's moved into the world of comics and superheroes. Because uh, obviously with this discussion up in the news again and everyone talking about it, the conversation turned to, uh, as I think it had to, uh what about Eddie Berganza the editor of the Superman family of books at DC who has had a ton of sexual misconduct uh allegations thrown his way over the years we talked about yeah. this Matt you and I like like just a year ago when they flared up again we talked about this
1: yeah yeah bleeding cool like like reported on it. and it's it's, it's it's no it's like the worst kept secret in like comic industry that that this guy's this guy is a problem and they haven't really done anything about him and by the looks of it even with these new allegations they're not doing anything about it
0: no yeah i mean yeah like matt said there was a whole big bleeding cool article like last year it was a huge expose a bunch of women came out and said like yeah not only is this dude a serial predator but dc kind of accommodates him by not having any women work in the superman office so hopefully if he's not around any women, he can't sexually harass them, which it's like, that's fucked.
1: That that is really fucked.
0: Especially for Superman, you know, like, the coolest, greatest guy ever, a book that has Lois Lane in it, like, one of the coolest working ladies ever, to think that that's a thing they kind of do. Now, there has been some movement in this in as much as they have suspended him indefinitely, uh, barring some sort of, like, investigation or internal whatever, Again, it's the bare minimum DC could do in this situation for a guy who, again, it's an open secret that apparently he's a scumbag.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I saw some, I, I'm not sure if it's it's a hundred percent true, but like they also they can't really fire him because now they they're obviously in LA, and they, I think like California has like weird. Like work lo- worker laws or something. Whereas if they did fire him, he would be able to like sue them, and mm. obviously maybe they don't want to do that to give him money that he doesn't actually
0: uh, deserve. It seems so, like a yeah. very weird situation. It's like if this guy's a problem, why didn't why don't you just get rid of him?
1: Yeah, and and like the the way they they're going on about they they like made him take time off of something and he's probably going to do as i said in twitter like sensitivity quote-unquote training the
0: most classic uh, cop out yeah
1: yeah which would just be someone telling him, don't don't touch women okay
0: yeah don't d- don't be saying creepy things don't be doing creepy things okay
1: yeah and then he'll be back in you know three to six months
0: it's it's so horrible because you're like wow how many great superman stories did we miss out from from like, you know, women creators and artists and everything just because it's like, no no no, don't don't put them there because Eddie's there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so fucked.
0: It's a very fucked up thing, but you know, the fact that DC at least felt pressured enough to suspend him, it's like at at best it would be nice if they let him go, but at worst, like you said, like oh no he's undergoing sensitivity training or here's another thing i was talking to mitch about this one i'm like how much money do you bet this will go for a couple months then they'll quietly rehire him as an editor to one of these new imprints they're doing
1: yeah yeah i could i could see that uh, as well like the the best option now that they have michael Benz come in hire him for the superman one and bump begans are off you know, fire him. Yeah,
0: send, send him to the fucking like you know janitor's closet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something where it's like, yeah, it's really, really unfortunate. It's funny, you know. Everyone's talking about Berganza and what a scumbag he is. It's funny. No, no one's mentioning Lavelle, even though around the same time Berganza was getting like all these yeah. allegations and everything. Uh, what is it there? He was getting them too
1: yeah that's true i I completely forgot about that
0: but again they love that red hood and the outlaws don't they and that book's doing really well like and again like i i have it on like good authority from people i've talked to in the past and people i've interviewed that yeah everything they say about lubdell is true too and i'm not saying that because people think oh well joel's talked about many times that lubdell doesn't like him and vice versa no i don't like him because of the things people have told me about him is the thing i don't want this to be a thing i'm just saying it's funny that braganza is the one who gets the let go but no one mentions anything about labdell even though he has the same shit floating around him yeah, Rem- yeah. Oh, remember too the guy uh, he wrote punisher for a bit he wrote black widow for a bit he wrote uh, red wolf Ah, oh god what, what was his name
1: He's, he, Ooh,
0: uh, he, he's gone from the comic industry now but again he had a lot of other allegations around him too for being horrible and then he just oh just yeah i know i know the
1: one you're talking about i just don't know his name
0: oh god i can't remember it but yeah he uh another comic professional who had many allegations surrounding him and then one day he was just gone they didn't even make a big thing about him being fired i think his uh, contract just timed down they never never rehired him Yeah, yeah. Which it's funny, that guy again, whose name is escaping me, I actually had a couple run ins with him and he was very charming, believe it or not. He was very nice to me, like I reviewed his books and he actually DM'd me. Wow. Um, Yeah. I mean what's that thing they say, be afraid of the nice ones, like how many serial killers? It's like, oh he was a quiet guy who lived next door. I had no idea he was eating people. But yeah, so th- th- that's one story there, but believe it or not, there's actually more stories of how this relates uh, to the superhero uh, universe and the shows and stuff we like. Uh, what is it? Uh, Kinberg from The Flash and uh, Arrow and all Christ- these... Or no.
1: Kreisberg. Christ- Kingberg's the, um, the
0: X-Men guy. Right. So, God, they have two similar... Names. Thank you for catching that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, him now. Kreisberg even he's getting shit uh what is there exposed now a bunch of people apparently yep. saying he's been reported for misconduct several times and they're investigating him now
1: yeah they've actually taken him off as what showrunner or something yeah, of these yeah. shows while this is happening that's crazy
0: yeah like he's a very big cog in the machine and hey good on cw and dctv for actually taking this shit seriously
1: yeah, well, yeah, it's it's great that they're, they're taking action against these people, especially, like, so early on, as well, without anything getting out of hand or anything.
0: Because it's like, here's the thing, I would say that guy for television is probably more important than Braganza is for editing, and yet it's interesting that they're taking this much more seriously. Yeah. I guess it just goes to show how the two things run their ship differently i'm sure comics is still like oh you know we're a we're a very small niche group i bet people don't even know braganza's name but you know for the flash tv show when it's a big producer when it's basically uh greg berlanti's right hand man more or less
1: yeah the guy kind of responsible for a lot of this stuff that's we've seen in dctv
0: yeah Actually, hey, you know, speaking of TV and superhero TV, I don't know if you saw the tweet there, but uh, what is it? Mark Guggenheim was defending this guy.
1: Oh, really?
0: And I'm like, oh, no, I like you, Mark Guggenheim. Please don't. Please no, Mark oh no he's like well you can't paint everyone with the same brush and blah 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 i'm like oh no mark no mark guggenheim no uh,
1: i'm like so, so the 19 sources against this guy are all wrong
0: yeah oh no please no mark guggenheim. <laughs> like look i'm sure he's your friend i'm sure it's like i'm sure it's, it's a knee-jerk reaction to defend your friends and stuff but oh no now, yeah again, now again this one's still up in the air we don't know There's a lot of stuff still coming out, but I think it's good form to, you know, it's like, yeah, innocent until proven guilty, all that other stuff. But it's like, why would all these people lie at the same time?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them come out at exactly the same time.
0: Yeah, it's a little much. And it's like, you know, maybe they're doing it now because justice is kind of being served across the board, even if retroactively. Mm -hmm. And the last one is probably the biggest one and it involves someone who is a constant comic multiverse punching bag mainly because his movies suck but also because he another case of a guy who was openly known to be a scumbag and that is brett ratner this relates to wonder woman 2 because gal gadot is essentially threatening now in public that she will not be involved in wonder woman 2 so long as brett ratner is involved now i didn't even know this that while Ratner is not involved in the production directly, his production company is. Yeah. So he is yep. actually making money off Wonder Woman, which is also pretty fucked to think a guy who, again, is said to be a serial predator of women is making money off, like, Wonder Woman, the biggest, most well known, popular, most empowering, like, woman superhero
1: yeah yeah his um his company has he's produced all of the dc films currently like all the dceu stuff they do they do like heaps of shit for for one uh for warner brothers like heaps and heaps of movies um so yeah this is is pretty big because yeah. she's basically telling warner brothers to cancel his yeah. his his deal or like yeah. get, get rid of like his company so that's getting rid of of a big part of Warner Brothers that essentially gives them money to make these films and uh-huh. y- you don't really want to piss off the money no. in film
0: no you don't and also at the same time too Wonder Woman was the one you people liked that was your big success and Godot has done so much to like actually raise your profile and everything i i see in the i actually would probably see them siding with godot before they sided with ratner but you're right money controls everything though so don't be shocked if it goes the other way
1: yeah and yeah good 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 honor for doing all of that but yeah you don't you don't piss off the money in movies
0: no that's it's quite this is gonna be very interesting to see how this goes moving into the future and again ratner much like weinstein much like braganza open secret everyone knew they were sleazes they were all sorts of stories about how terrible they were and people just kind of laughed them off and moved on with their life uh even even this week ellen page of yep. the x-men movies and everything else she wrote a very lengthy uh facebook post talking about ratner and how inappropriate he was with her on the set of uh, x-men 3 Again, I'm not going to paraphrase it because I think you should actually go and read the article yourself. But it's like, yeah, well, this is only confirming more of what we know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't even think, like, Retina's even said anything about no, these rumors. No, 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 though, no. Though no. He's, the t- he's the type of guy that I imagine would come out and say, like, fuck all these people and
0: yeah, he seems be, like, be a real dick about it. He, ha- he has about things in the past. Like, I think he famously got into, like, a big Twitter beef. With Megan Fox, of all people, there was, like, a big thing going back and forth, like, they had beef for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's... Again, that's fucked. This is the that's fucked portion of the show.
1: And and there's gonna be more coming out, because it's, like, daily... Yeah, that stuff like this is starting to come out, and it, it's good that it, it's good that it's coming out. Absolutely. But yeah, it, some of it's like, what the fuck is going on?
0: And again, some of it's like, you know, when the Kevin Spacey thing came in I'm like, ah, oh, that's horrible. But you know, I was never a huge fan of Kevin Spacey. I don't watch House of Cards, whatever. But then when it's like, oh hey, Louis C.K. Oh no, George takai Oh no. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like all these people. You, you, when you think about it, you're like, wow, really?
0: Yeah, that sucks. Um, Yeah, I'm sure maybe you saw it on Twitter, too. But someone had started like a little thread thing there. where It's like, hey, with all these like horrible celebrity uh, allegations coming out, let's start a thread with nice allegations (laughs) for celebrities. (laughs) And everyone's like, hey, you know, Tom Hanks, really nice guy, supposedly yeah yeah uh mara wilson she was the girl from uh those uh matilda movies or the matilda movie they only made one she told a really sweet story saying that when her mom was going in for cancer surgery she actually stayed with danny devito and Rhea perlman
1: yeah that's that's cool
0: yeah that's nice again danny devito never hear anything bad about devito yeah or perlman for that matter apparently they're both incredibly nice
1: yeah yeah
0: Hell, we uh, we both heard good stories about uh, Luis Guzman. Uh, one of the people we knew uh, used to hang out at his store and everything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I I liked him on Oz. He was good.
1: Yeah, he was he was good in um. We were watching him in recently Narcos.
0: Oh, oh, he's in that.
1: Yeah, he's in the first couple of episodes, and he's, he's pretty good.
0: I guess that makes sense. He's a prominent Hispanic actor, so of course he would be on Narcos. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, with that, everyone, I guess, uh, do, do we want to talk about what we read this week? We basically filled a whole show just with news, which never happens.
1: I say we talk about maybe two or three comics, because there were a couple of big ones.
0: There were. Okay. I mean, I think, obviously, I'm sure the one you're thinking about is action comics from this week, which was the end of the Mr. Oz arc.
1: Of course, yes, yes, the end of the Mr. Ozark. That that was like the perfect like primer for Doomsday Clock.
0: Oh yeah. It basically says, Hey, next time Doomsday Clock.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it pretty much does. But yeah, it, it was a perfect ending. I'm glad they didn't I originally thought they were gonna kill off Jorel uh, and it was gonna it was gonna have like Manhattan blowing him apart in front of superman or something but no they don't kill him off they no. they keep him around they, they they keep him around maybe to come back a little later on it's
0: teasing that maybe after doomsday clock we could live in a world where mon pa can't aren't alive but jor-el is
1: yeah yeah but it was it was pretty cool because we got a little bit more background on on him like on that prison and yes. everything and what what he was doing in there and everything and, and he has like kryptonite heat vision now yeah cause,
0: that's amazing
1: the piece of the kryptonite that got lodged in his face like which, gave him powers.
0: Which I was correct. The kryptonite is close to his brain, so he basically has kryptonite brain cancer. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and that staff as well. I, the, the only thing is I wish that staff got a little bit more mm. attention because, as Clark says, isn't it, there was, there's something about it.
0: An otherworldly energy.
1: Yeah, but maybe that might factor into um, Doomsday Clock. Maybe something about that staff
0: possibly maybe it was made of metal it was made of nth metal that's why
1: oh yeah there we go (laughs) it all comes back everything
0: (laughs) that's unexplained was made of metal (laughs) (laughs) which which i liked batman lost from this week too but that was another one where it's like yeah metal did it
1: yeah oh god batman lost was it was at at the same time confusing and absolutely fucking amazing
0: it was it was a masterclass in like batman history and batman lore it's like hey th- there will be a test after this
1: th- there and will be and if you haven't read any of the stuff this book references then you're fucked
0: yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah I-, I feel bad for the people who didn't read the return of bruce wayne didn't read dark knight dark city didn't read the original court of owls
1: it didn't read action comics 27 the original action comics
0: yeah i'm not not actually uh, detective Detective. comics yeah yeah they reference the original chemical syndicate story because yeah if if you didn't read those four you're gonna be lost and the story is gonna sound like gibberish
1: yeah yeah and even like i've read all of them and i still think it was gibberish (laughs) there's some heavy shit in that in that issue
0: real real specific pulls And also, kind of Snyder retconning himself in a way, too, because we go back to Bruce Wayne's grandpa, the one who was killed by the owls, and, like, way back in Court of Owls, it's like, yeah, you know, he was running through the streets and everyone thought he was crazy because he was talking about the owls burrowing into stuff and everything, and obviously he was talking about the cult. Here they retcon it and change it and be like, oh, no, no, he found out about the metal, and that's (laughs) why the owls killed him, not because he discovered the owls,
1: yeah, the owls didn't want to want him to realize that he, they were planning on bringing back Barbatos.
0: Yeah, actually, he was looking through an owl telescope, and he had a very fancy suit similar to the court of owls. Are they implying that his dad was at, or his grandpa was actually a member of the court of owls before they killed him?
1: I, I have no idea.
0: There was a lot that was being implied in that story.
1: Yeah, they even implied that the bat that. Uh, bruce sees fly through the window was barbatos and yeah. in, in 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 like a weird grant morrison thing whereas whereas bruce inspired barbatos to come in barbatos inspired him to become batman yeah. so he could be born again yeah and who,
0: who did what it's this like circular yeah. time loop of like barbatos only found batman when he traveled back in time after the omega sanctions and he latched on to him and he corrupted his family and has been puppeteering him this whole time yeah
1: Yep, and then he, yeah, he made Batman become Batman so he could be inspired to become Barbatos and everything. It's, oh.
0: it's a real chicken-egg thing, and then they even further explain the Dark Knights by saying, like, look, Batman, the only reason you're the best in the world and everything, the only reason you're such a god mod is because I've been manipulating shit to help you out. The Dark Knights, the yous who went evil and destroyed their world, yeah, that's me when I'm not helping them. <laughs> So, if I wasn't in your life, you would have fucked up your earth like one of these other dudes did.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so, so good.
0: It is. And it's funny, it's almost like Snyder is like actively addressing his harshest critics who are like, Oh, you know, Snyder's Batman, he's such a bat god, he always finds his way out of everything. He's always prepared, he's always yada yada yada. For then Snyder to pull it back and be like, No no no, Batman's not a god. A god was just watching his bat
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah, a actual bat god.
0: <laughs> a literal bat god was there the whole time and he's the villain. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty nuts. Uh, also Detective Comics this week uh, their final showdown there with the uh, Batman of Tomorrow which again, they drop mention to HyperTime in this and they drop it in Action Comics too
1: yeah, yeah, they drop HyperTime HyperTime was like a big part of this week's Detective Comics
0: huge part of it, so much to the point uh, again, I'm sure it will be a big part of Doomsday Clock too, to where I'm like, wait, did the, did the Watchmen exist somewhere in HyperTime? is that what they're going to tell us?
1: yeah, yeah, I uh maybe dr manhattan is living in hypertime or something
0: because we see flashpoint show up again even though it shouldn't because it's not a alter it's it's not an alternate earth it's an alternate timeline
1: yeah yeah oh god this issue is so good it it, as well as like like just like the story of like the that they were building up with like the general and brother eye and i like that brother eye as well wasn't like like used like as like a big doomsday device it was just like a part of his plan
0: i uh i like that luke fox was important
1: yeah yeah they actually remembered that he can do shit with computers
0: and that his (laughs) shit isn't on the same bat computer system so like he's like no man i got my own independent servers
1: yeah you can't fuck with me
0: (laughs) you can't screw with me man i got a bunch of external hard drives plugged into my (laughs) suit (laughs) got all my movies and information on here yeah that that was fun the hyper time stuff was fun now the stuff with the costume did you did you catch what i caught about this where it's like hey the general stole tim drake's costume when he died Mm -hmm. but when tim drake came back he was wearing a costume yeah so there were two costumes yeah so what's up with that
1: yeah i i don't know it's 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 very strange like did yeah because he he got like he got the costume from like where tim was like killed it mm-hmm. was like that the only thing left but yeah. then when tim was taken into mr oz's prison he was in a costume so yeah goddamn, that's so weird is are they trying to like imply maybe this tim isn't tim that was, what I was someone thinking. else
0: is this tim a sleeper agent that dr manhattan or mr oz created to infiltrate the bat family or and follow me on this one because this tim's origin is different from the tim in the new 52 is it the,
1: pre-flashpoint did tim? they
0: grab pre-flashpoint tim drake and make him think he's always been here well they killed off the shitty new 52 version
1: oh you know what they've done you know what they've even done they've done uh, they have superman reborned him they fused the tims and, and and he remembers both both things happening, so that's why he remembers the belfry and all that sort of stuff. But he's he's technically the pre flashpoint version.
0: Yeah, although maybe that falls apart because this Tim doesn't remember Connor, and if he was pre flashpoint Tim, he would probably remember Connor.
1: Well, it might be like, like uh, may- maybe, maybe it was something like, uh, like an experiment that like it didn't go. It went w- right with Superman because it's Superman, right? But when they tried it again on someone else, some stuff got a little fucky.
0: Or they also seek to imply too. Maybe what happened to Connor is what happened to Wally, where he got kicked out of time and deleted, and everyone forgot.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because they yeah. clearly
0: set a precedent with Wally that he came back yeah. and everyone he touched remembered.
1: Yeah, oh, so much good stuff.
0: <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing: like Doomsday Clock starts very soon. Does it start this week or next week?
1: Next week, twenty second of November.
0: Okay, you know what we got to do, Matt? We got to get together one of these days, and we got to do another like brief history guide to Doomsday Clock. I've actually started writing it because there's a lot of points to cover, but there's actually oh quite a lot to get to.
1: There, there is a lot to cover.
0: Because people forget, they start planting the seeds for Doomsday Clock like back in like the end of Dark Side War.
1: Well, yeah, and and like even before that with Mister Oz in like Super in like the New Fifty Two Superman.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely need you to cover that because it's like clearly Oz was supposed to be important, but they didn't know when or where. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely one. Of... Any other books we want to talk about?
1: Um. I'll, I've got my list up. Hold on. Um, I don't think there was really any other bigger bigger books Uh, yeah. this week. I think yeah, that, that was them, pretty much. That was about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, we've, we've given a nice big meaty show here and talked about comics, so I guess we can start winding her down then? Yep. Alright, so thank you everyone for coming out and watching the show. We're happy you enjoyed it. I'm assuming you enjoyed it. I don't know, I'm putting words <laughs> in your mouth i do that sometimes i'm a bad host i'm sorry good, gonna
1: assume if you're this far into it you've enjoyed it
0: yeah if you've listened to it this far <laughs> matt and i can only jump to the conclusion that you liked it or you know <laughs> you left it on in the background while you did other shit yeah <laughs> so thank you everyone we hope you enjoyed this very very meaty news filled episode god i don't even know what we're gonna call this one now we talked about so much oh, yeah
1: we'll, we'll figure it out
0: yeah we'll figure that one out but yeah thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed it as always if you want to download an audio version of this show and carry it around with you everywhere you go we have a soundcloud page I'm reminded we have a SoundCloud page because they took 16 bucks out of my account this week <laughs> to keep that up. So go listen and download and justify my spending that monthly money. Uh, also, hey, if you're a Patreon member, you get to listen to this one first before anyone else late Sunday night. Usually when we finish this one up, it's a little later Sunday night than usual because we talked for so long. You get the audio version. You get the video version. You get our love, of course. <laughs> I mean, everyone
1: you can't put a price on that
0: you can't put a price on it but if you were to put a price on it it's about a dollar a month every month at lowest yeah <laughs> but yeah you know, but it adds up because there's so many of you that we love so much <laughs> when you all put the money in the hat it helps <laughs> but yeah that would be much appreciated and everything and uh we got a t public store you can check out our stuff there we have book depository uh, links. So if you want to buy a new comic trade of anything we've mentioned, you want to catch up on Doomsday Clock, you want to catch up on any of this, use the link down in the description. It's really helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's some Christmas coming up. Uh, there's some good stuff on there. They always have sales, but oh, their stuff is always really cheap. And free shipping.
0: Free shipping, man. That's that's what really does it. Make, make this Christmas a book depository Christmas is what we're saying.
1: <laughs> that's going to be like a little subtitle now for the show
0: that's gotta be our thing man when we eventually do our big christmas commentary i'll have to put that as like a little bumper in between and hey everybody make (laughs) little running chiron yeah oh oh, dude can we do do we have the technology can we make it like a little like in sports where they have a ticker can we make that the ticker for it (laughs) no but seriously though make make your christmas merry and make ours too by checking this out (laughs) you'd be doing us a solid so yes thank you everyone for watching this 77th episode we will be back again next week same comic multiverse time same comic multiverse place excuse me i don't know if there'll be as much news next week but we'll see how it goes
1: yeah we'll see who goes over to dc and we'll see who goes over to
0: dc now
1: next week i imagine next week will be our justice league spoiler cast
0: and punisher we'll have to flip a coin and (laughs) decide if we want to do punisher well i guess justice league comes first because it's one movie versus however many episodes of the punisher
1: yeah yeah
0: Let's do that. Yeah. High five.
1: I can't high five you. You're in a box on my screen.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Well, thank you all the same, everyone, for listening. We'll be back. Bye-bye.
1: See ya.